0: We come to the sixth and last broadcast in this series. We've been talking about the subject, Questions Women Ask. Oh, you say, I wish I had heard the first five. This is the only one I've heard. Well, just a minute. I'll, I'll do you a little, little, little favor of running down those first five broadcasts for you quickly. The first question was, what must I do to keep from becoming depressed? An awful lot of women are depressed. They come into our counseling center again and again with depression and that's because women have to be self-disciplined in the home and it's easy to get behind if you're having that problem and you missed the broadcast and you'd like some help just write for a free brochure called What Do You Do When You Become Depressed? write to the Christian Counseling and Educational Center in Chestnut Hill Pennsylvania 19118 and we'll be glad to send that to you free then The second question on the second broadcast was, how do I get along with my mother-in-law? Well, I haven't time to go into that large one in any detail here today. But I do suggest that together with your husband, in a very loving and prayerful way, that you sit down and you discuss the implications of Genesis 2.28 that say that a husband must leave his father and mother and he must cleave to his wife. That the one relationship is permanent, the other is temporary. The one must be broken, the other may never be broken. And you, as the daughter-in-law, let me suggest that you read carefully Romans 12:18, where it says you, from your side of the relationship, are to do everything possible to maintain a good relationship and to bring about that positive peace, that shalom of which the Scriptures speak, not just the cessation of hostilities, but that kind of good relationship that brings joy into both lives. You're to work at it. You're to do everything that you can do. If possible, Romans 12:18 says, so far as it depends on you, that means do everything you must do that God requires. So far as it depends on you, be at peace with everybody. And that includes your mother-in-law. The third in this series was, I've forgiven, but how do I forget? People who talk that way don't understand forgiveness. Forgiveness is a promise. When God promises to us that he will forgive us, he promises this way, your sins and your iniquities I'll remember against you no more. That means that he doesn't bring up the matter again. And if you don't bring up the matter, you'll soon forget it. You see, it's when we bring up the matter to our husbands or whoever it is we're forgiving, when we bring up the matter to other people, and especially when we sit there and brood on it, bringing up the matter to ourselves day after day, hour after hour, how can we forget? But if we make that promise and keep that promise, if we really don't allow ourselves to bring up these matters again but turn our minds instantly whenever the question comes to mind to something else that's profitable that God would want our minds to be engaged in thinking about and never allow ourselves to brood and get into sad soliloquies or pity parties or gripe groups or anything else, then we soon forget, much sooner than you ever dreamed. Yes, even for that, even for that serious offense. Then the next question we discussed was, how can I have good sexual relations with a husband who is affectionate only when he wants sex? Well, you see, in 1 Corinthians 7, you must have a proper attitude towards sex yourself. It says there that your body belongs to your husband. You have no rights or authority over it, and that his body belongs to you, and he has no rights or authority over it. That means that your sexuality exists for him and his exists for you. It's not your business to work at him changing his relationship to you. It's not your business to turn yourself on to him in sex. Your job is to turn him on. Your job is to do everything you can to please him in sexual relations. Your job is to be sure that in your relationship to him all day long and in the bed at night that you do everything you can to be affectionate everything you can to please him, everything you can to make sure that he is being fulfilled. And if you really work at that, instead of becoming discouraged and disgusted or angry with him and quitting, pretty soon you're really going to turn him on. You'll turn him on not just for the bed, you'll turn him on for all day long. And then the last time we talked about how can I get my husband to assume leadership in the home? And we said the answer to this lies in not trying to assume the leadership yourself if your husband doesn't take it. Always stay in the place that God put you of the submissive helper who is always there helping, always encouraging, always there with whatever help ought to be needed, even when the husband doesn't want it, bringing the help, always assuming that he's going to take the leadership role, always doing everything you can to be ready and prepared and to be helpful. And help even includes, if it's done properly, loving rebuke. And then, By being what you ought to be, you can help him to be what he is. Now, today we talk about one last question. A question this time that single women raise. And that is, how do I find a husband? That's not the first question to ask. The first question to ask is, has God given you the gift of being single? You know, God does single some out, so to speak, for himself. In Matthew 19 we read, in verse 12 there are eunuchs who were born that way from their mother's womb there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men and there are also eunuchs who made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven he who is able to accept this let him accept it and then verse 11 not everyone can accept this statement but only those to whom it has been given what's he saying he's saying that some people are born eunuchs that is naturally their eunuchs others unnaturally are made eunuchs by other people that is by unnatural means by mutilation and then some are eunuchs supernaturally that is god singles them out for a life of singleness for a life of celibacy to serve him he says they are eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven the first question to ask is has god singled me out do i really uh, do the right thing and sitting around moping and wondering and waiting and trying to get a husband? Or should I really be pouring myself into the work of Jesus Christ in some way for the sake of the kingdom? Maybe I'm one of those whom he has singled out for his service. If you're not, and one of the ways you can know that you're not is the burning of which First Corinthians 7 speaks, then the thing to do is to prepare yourself for marriage, to put yourself in every way in a position where you're marriageable. <laughs> become the kind of person who is attractive, not only physically, but spiritually. Who has those, that hidden beauty of the heart of which First Peter 3 speaks. Who learns how to cook and sew and be a good wife and who really is in places where Christian men are. Pour yourself into the work of the Lord where other Christian men are. Become vivacious and active in the things of God. That's what good Christian men are looking for, a vivacious, active Christian woman. Make yourself available in the right ways by being where Christian men are. Certainly if you sit off in some gripe group somewhere with a bunch of other single females who are complaining and spend all your time with them, you're not going to find a man. And when you come out of it, you're going to have such a groused expression on your face and attitude in your heart that nobody would have you even if they were uh, looking. And so what I'm suggesting here is not all the answers to the problem. I know it's a serious one. I know the church hasn't worked hard enough at it. I know parents haven't worked hard enough at it. And both of them have to work a lot harder than they have. But here you are, and nobody's done it. You do everything you can prayerfully asking God to work out the solutions. But you do those things, and in God's way and in God's time, he's going to work it out. In the meanwhile, don't worry. Pour yourself into the work of the Lord, be what he wants you to be, and God will do the rest. May God bless you, single women, that you may be used very mightily for him in the meanwhile or perhaps for life for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. This we pray in Christ's name, amen.